Welcome to the new IAPR podcast. My name is Dr. Sarah Charles, and I am the media officer for the IAPR, the International Association for the Psychology of Religion. And this is the first of the in this series of podcasts that we're planning on putting out, interviewing researchers from across the psychology of religion from around the world. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Dr. Yulia Jumeshi, who is a senior lecturer and the head of the Department of Psycho uh, Personality and Clinical Psychology at Pazmani Petr Catholic University in Budapest in Hungary. And she's also the program director of the PhD program of theoretical psychoanalysis at the University of Pech. So welcome, Julia, it's nice to meet you. Thank you, thank you so much for the invitation, Sarah. Um, so today we're going to be talking about an article that you had published in the first issue of the Archive for the Psychology of Religion, um, which was released earlier this year, um, which uh, was about the history um, of epilepsy and its association with religiosity. So thank you for joining us, Julia. Um, first off, before we get started, let me ask you the question about your academic background, um, how you came into academia, and what got you interested in psychology and potentially the psychology of religion? Originally, I was interested in uh, uh, theoretical and historical questions. Uh, psychology of religion uh, was something really important for me already from the very beginning, uh, but I, I was also interested in psychodynamic, psychoanalytic frameworks, and therefore I decided to apply uh, uh, for a PhD program uh, uh, on in theoretical psychoanalysis, and basically that was the beginning. I studied there, and I uh, uh, later in 2019, I uh, habilitated in psychology uh, at the University of Page. Thank you so much, and it's lovely to hear that you know you came up through the University of Page, and you're still associated with that university, um, and now heading that PhD program that you you ended up coming through. So that's really lovely to hear. Um, so what is it actually, out of curiosity, about um, epilepsy in particular that, that became an interest to you and, and its association with religiosity? Wow, that's a, that's a long story because um, originally I was in, I'm still very much interested in the theory of Leopold Sondi. I think he's not very well known. Uh, he developed a, a rather unique theory uh, called fate analysis uh, uh, in the early years of the 20th century. This is quite an old theory, but a very interesting one, of course, with several shortcomings and speculations. But I was really interested in this theory um, and uh, also in the practice of, of, of Sondi. Um, he even developed a, a, a personality test based on his theory on fate analysis. Uh, but I never really understood that why epilepsy played such a huge role in his thinking. Uh, and I, that, that was a problem for me. And I started to, 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 to think this through uh, and trying to find answer uh, for the question that why epilepsy 
emerges or, or, or appears in this context as a psychological category. And later it turned out that epilepsy can appear as a, could appear as a psychological category uh, uh, in many ways in the history of psychology. So I, I, I started to be curious about this problem that why epilepsy uh, 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 appeared as a psychological symptom in the 19th and the 20th century. So that was the beginning. Brilliant. That's actually really interesting. It actually brings me on to my next question. Is um, In the article, you mentioned kind of the role of psychoanalysis on helping develop and, and kind of bring to the forefront the emphasis between uh, epilepsy and religiosity. Um, and obviously this, uh, in part, you mentioned um, some of the theorists that you were you were already just talking about, uh, and I was wondering, do you, um, if you could, you know, for those who haven't yet read the article, um, if you could try and kind of restate what kind of things that happened in psychoanalysis that helped bring that link between epilepsy and religiosity to the forefront of people's thinking. Uh, psychoanalysis had a very interesting role in this discourse or in this process. So the, the link between epilepsy and religiosity uh, has been often mentioned uh, in the history of humanity. Epilepsy has always been represented as a kind of a sacred disease connected to several magical or spiritual beliefs. Um, but um, during the 19th century, and especially in the second half of the 19th century, a turn arrived, especially due to the discoveries of neurology, uh, and especially uh, Jackson, regarding uh, these discoveries, uh, uh, actually highlighted some basic biological mechanisms of, of epilepsy. So this process helped uh, the concept of epilepsy uh, to, to to deviate or to, 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 to be distanced from of the of the of this magical sacred sacred uh, uh, discourse on epilepsy and psychoanalysis uh, 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 also tried to address the problem of epilepsy they didn't uh, psychoanalysts didn't want to overwrite the existing neurological interpretations of epilepsy, but they rather wanted to add a further angle of interpretation or a further layer of interpretation here. And this was the symbolic interpretation of, of, of epilepsy. So they thought that maybe the epileptic seizure itself or further symptoms of, of, of epilepsy could be understood as 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 results of symbol formation and they try to develop interpretations based on 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 on, on this um, supposition these interpretations well today we know that they are not very useful uh, and not very significant but interestingly these interpretations were, were able to contribute somehow to the contemporary representation of the psychological correlates of epilepsy. So this is a very complex story with several sources and, and, and layers, um, um, uh, uh, which is based on the supposition that there 
as something, some kind of connection between epilepsy and religiosity. Uh, uh, and, and during the 20th century, um, new theories and interpretations uh, uh, or, or, or um, ideas uh, were added to this already existing supposition regarding this link. Brilliant, thank you. That was really informative. And you go into a lot more detail in the article about the history and, and, and even pre um, kind of 19th century history on the association between religiosity and epilepsy. But that was a really well stated, I think, um, explanation of how psychoanalysis kind of brought it even further forward to people's minds and how it's affected the contemporary thoughts about the nature of the link between epilepsy and religiosity. Um, not to um, kind of spoil the article, as it were, but uh, towards the end of the article, you bring your own thoughts in, as opposed to just describing the history of the links, you bring your own thoughts in and you suggest that you think the link between epilepsy and religiosity has been, for the most part, largely overstated and that there is, in fact, not a huge amount of evidence suggesting that there is a large correlation between those who suffer with epilepsy and people and their religiosity. Uh, so I was just wondering um, what kind of research that you think should happen in future um, based on what you've suggested, because you, you mentioned a lot of it is very descriptive and the assumption is there that this link exists. But what research do you think should happen in future to try and test this link or, or, or any other kind of research? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, there are ongoing research uh, uh, on the relationship between epilepsy and religiosity or religious experiences, and uh, there are some some results which uh, uh, support this idea, and there are other results which um, contradict this to this supposition. So I would say that this is a kind of an ongoing debate here. But what mm -hmm. I would like to uh, or wanted to add, add to this to this debate is that uh, the the historical relationship between the between epilepsy and religiosity is uh, actually uh, this is is not very elaborated. Uh, those scholars who are often referred to as forerunners of this kind of um, uh, interpretative framework, uh, those scholars did not really address this question in detail. They remained at the level of, of observations or descriptions. Uh, sometimes um, they uh, even did not really uh, emphasize the importance of religious experiences regarding epilepsy. So that's why I say that that from a historical point of view, the significance of this relationship is a bit overstated because because it has never been so obvious and and obviously proven and um, uh, uh, detailed analysis uh, was missing in, in 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 the past there were speculations ideas observations regarding the possibility of this relationship but 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 these were not really elaborated theories um, so for the future, I'm not really sure. I think um, it's uh, uh, it's important to 
to to to somehow um, yeah to have articles uh, 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 and research results which uh, using uh, which which use uh, uh, systematic measures or controlled uh, uh, um, um, matched controlled groups and uh, that way able to demonstrate the 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 relationship or the lack of relationship between epilepsy and religiosity or religious experiences. But on the other hand, I also think that it would be really useful to to have much precise definitions. For example, when we are saying that uh, that um, uh, epilepsy and religiosity uh, are connected to each other you know religiosity what what is that exactly how can we define that uh, the definition the problem of definition is really uh, crucial here nailing down definitions is always the hardest part of, of any uh, good research and it would be so nice uh, uh, if 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 future researchers would be able to use more precise concepts uh, uh, and variables when they try to measure this relationship brilliant that's a very comprehensive answer and one that's i think fantastic and actually links into a lot of what's going on in in psychology in general about the the need for more robust definitions and theory-led research, potentially um, kind of harking onto the, the, the open science kind of conversation that's happening in the last 10 years, talking about making sure that we can replicate findings. As you said, that there's some research that goes one way and another research that says the opposite. So it's about having strong um, kind of systematic, very, very well um, kind of, I suppose, controlled research that can get to the bottom of it and to see one is there a link and if if there is one what is the extent of that link and then beyond that i suppose looking at potential causes of those links mm -hmm. but if there isn't one that's also just as interesting given as you've highlighted very very articulately in your article how much there is this assumption of there being a link in throughout the years uh, especially uh, coming to the fore in the 19th and 20th century and influencing our current thought about it. And, and, and what I wanted to say is that that this assumption itself uh, was perfectly enough to to somehow distort future research or 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 the research questions in this field, and that's why I find historical research really important here because it can show us that that basically this link has never been so strong and so clearly established as modern scholars often think. Um, and. Uh... This is only going to be a fairly short uh, interview, so I don't want to take too much of your time. Um, but I, I do want to ask, um, what's next for you and your research? Because as you said, you're very interested in the historical side of um, psychology. Are you planning on focusing on other parts of the history of psychology and psychoanalysis? Or are you planning on having more similar focus on psychology of religion, but maybe a different topic? Well, both, both. I'm still very much in, uh, very much interested in the history of epilepsy, and I do think that there are many, many things to be revealed here. So many things, because oh, there are some wonderful books and works on the history of epilepsy, uh, but 
epilepsy as a social construct or 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 something which is socially embedded is not really highlighted uh, or addressed uh, in these works and um, my future aim would be somehow to develop this research further and be able to 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 find a much broader critical social uh, constructivist um, explanation uh, for the significance of epilepsy in the context of psychology because this is there are so many open questions this is so interesting uh, it also tells a lot about the significance of uh, brain imaging techniques in the history of psychology. So it's very likely that before the discovery of um, EEG, epilepsy as, as, as a category referred to slightly different symptoms or, or, or elements. And uh, since EEG, the definition or the interpretation of epilepsy itself which is a huge category with several variations but 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 it, it obviously it has changed so um uh, i think this is an important element here taking into account the history of psychology that true brain imaging techniques uh, are cate categories basically changed uh, uh, and it's very often they changed significantly because before the discovery of these techniques uh, in the case of epilepsy uh, the scholars uh, 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 the most important methodology here was clinical observation and nearly nothing else and since then so many things has changed uh, therefore it's very likely that this change significantly influenced our concepts variables not only maybe not only in the field of epilepsy but maybe in other fields too yeah no i i can i completely agree with that statement that the advent of modern technological advancements ways of imaging the brain has potentially influenced all of psychology in how it approaches most of its constructs so yeah i think that's a, a very salient point and one in which um i think we will close on for this uh, first edition of the IAPR podcast. Uh, I would like to, again, thank you so much for your time. And um, if you would like to say anything, if, you know, if you've got um, any upcoming articles in the works or, or anything like that, feel free to, to talk about those and uh, where people might be able to reach you if they have more questions, should you want them to ask. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, that, that's a very good question. Um, in general, uh, I think uh, as a scholar who is interested in the psychology of religion, uh, I often see that there are some definitional or epistemological uh, issues uh, uh, which somehow haunt uh, this field of psychology. And I, I do think that 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 uh, that uh, this historical point of view, uh, connected to a, a kind of a theoretical critical point of view, can help us uh, to 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 find better answers uh, to our research questions. So in the future, I plan to continue this research on epilepsy, uh, uh, most uh, likely, and uh, I would be happy. Uh, to, to contribute to this ongoing debate regarding the psychological correlates of epilepsy and also contribute 
to uh, some ongoing debates in the field of the psychology of religion. And I didn't mention, but I also uh, have another field which is uh, strongly uh, related to the psychology of religion. This is the research of um, esotericism from the uh, angle of the psychology of religion and how esoteric uh, experiences and practices can be integrated in this um, in this framework. So that's that that's another field uh, that. I, I'm interested in and maybe in the future I am able to write something more systematic because at this point what I have, uh, most of my articles are historical articles. Okay, uh, well yeah. I, I look forward to reading whatever it is that you, you go on to do because, um, you know, as I said, I thoroughly enjoyed the one that I read um, earlier this year. Well, if anyone uh, listening would like to uh, get in touch with Julia, as you've just heard, she's very open to uh, contributing. And so thank you again so much for your time, Julia. And thank you. Uh, thank you. And thank you everyone for listening to the podcast. Hopefully we will be back again soon with another interview from another researcher who's published in The Psychology of Religion. Thank you very much. Thank you.